Did you know that 72% of mothers report experiencing moderate to severe anxiety? That is not good, my friend. Good news for you. You've tuned in to Recover Like a Mother. My name is Lane Kennedy. I'm a mindfulness coach and a calm expert. I'm here to help you calm your nerves. And this show is being brought to you by my program, Eight Weeks. Eight Weeks, you can live a more mindful, calm life. I hope you will join me. You can find out more information over at recoverlikeamother.com forward slash eight weeks. Now let's get into today's episode. Hi friend, how are you? Welcome back to Recover Like a Mother. My name is Lane Kennedy and this show is a solo episode. If you're new to my podcast, I want to just welcome you and thank you for checking out the show. If you're coming back and listening again, thank you as always for being here with me. I love being able to share this life of recovery and calm living. Today's episode is inspired by my listeners and clients. I have a lot of people tell me, you know what, Lane, I can't meditate. So this episode is all about the obstacles or the lies that we tell ourselves to not create and do a practice. My life has changed exponentially because of meditation and mindfulness, and I watch it in my clients' lives. I watch how people transform when they implement a practice, and I, you know, I, I preach about it. I it needs to be in the schools. It needs to be in the handbooks. It needs to be everywhere because once you understand the power of the practice, uh, you're not going to you're not going to say no to it pretty much it, it's because that's how transformative it is. And so today's episode again is going to be about the myths or the lies that we tell ourselves. So glad that you're here. And if you're kind of looking at recovery from this angle of, well, is this really where I need to be? Do I really need to be using this podcast as a support system? Absolutely. Not only will you hear perhaps some experience from an expert, but you'll have, the experience from other women who have walked in recovery. And I have all different types of women, all different types of professions, all different types of experience. And so I hope you'll stick around and just listen to the episodes. And always my DMs are open on Instagram and you can find out information about Recover Like a Mother at the website, Recover Like a Mother, and reach out to me and say, hi, tell me your story. If you'd like to be a guest, let me know. I always love connecting with my listeners. So let's get into this show about the judgments, about the excuses we tell ourselves. I don't have time to practice. I don't have time to meditate. And the first one that I want to start with is this idea of being transported, that if I'm not transported or I'm going to be transported somewhere, I just want to smash that because the, the practice of meditation is the practice of being in the present moment. So you're not going to go floating off into space. I mean, you're going to be right there where you planted yourself. <laughs> and you're not going to have, or, you, or possibly you could have some really deep insight, but it's, it's a part of the practice. And that should not stop you from participating in the practice. So I always, I have a couple of practices actually back in the members area and I believe a couple of weeks ago, I did the meditation called divine 
inner inner divine galaxy, which was inspired to transport you somewhere in a very magical way. The meditations that I create and share and coach about are allowing the subconscious mind to be free and putting that judgmental mind to sleep. And so when somebody says, oh, I don't want to be transported, or if I'm not transported, then I didn't do it right. Just let it be. Allow yourself to just meditate. And when I say just meditate, I'm just saying meditate. Let go of that judgment, which brings me to, am I doing it right? Okay, my friend, there is no right or wrong way to do it. The only wrong way to do it really is if you don't do it or you, I can't really think about the wrong way to do it. There is no wrong way unless you're dead, right? <laughs> then, then you can't meditate, but really there is no wrong way to do it. Uh, a lot of my clients will do writing meditations where they just put the pen down and start writing. That is a type of meditation. Some will sit, some will lie down, some will walk, some will eat, right? Meditation is the moment of suspending judgment around your thoughts, being present in the moment. So the next one that I wanted to get into, and this comes up a lot, is that my attention is too short. I have ADHD lane. I can't do it. I'm here to tell you, you can do it. You can. You can do it for a minute. You can do it for two minutes. You can do it for 30 seconds. You can sit and stare out your window and watch the clouds. That can be the beginning of you meditating. It can be that simple. Having ADHD has nothing to do with your ability to sit and focus. Having ADHD can become your superpower. It can allow you to meditate even more deeply if that became your practice. So you get to create how you want to do it. So this, I don't have, uh, so this idea of I have a short attention or ADHD, I just want to smash that, knock it away because you can start with one or two or five minutes and then that's enough. Another idea, you know, distraction is I can't uh, focus. No. Another thought is the chakras, Lane, the chakras. Yeah. So what? The chakras move on, choose a different meditation. Totally. Okay. Not every meditation is going to be for you. I have uh, a friend who her meditations are all about the chakras and she goes into the colors and what they mean. And she goes to the body and says where they're at. You know what? I, I don't really care about the chakras. I mean, that's like, that's just the truth of the matter. Like, okay, you like chakras. Great. You don't like chakras. Great. The point of meditation is to be present in the here and now the chakras are being used as guidance or tools. That's all like them or not, don't let that be the idea that keeps you away from practicing. So I'm like, no more, no more. That cannot be your excuse. Okay. I get this one all the time. It has to be long lane. It has to be long or it's just not good enough or it's, there's no point in it. If I can't get, you know, a 30 minute meditation in, forget it. I'm not doing it. My friend, I went through this period of time when I started practicing yoga nidra and those nidra practitioners were like 60, 62 minutes, 65 minutes. And I got so into it. 
and they're long and juicy. And then I was struck with, I got a job and I had some things change in my schedule and I couldn't, I couldn't do that anymore. And I could have thrown up my hands and said, forget it. I'm not doing it. No, what I did is I chose a shorter practice because what happens is that I'm here to practice, practice meditation, practice the art of meditation. I'm not here to judge my practice because every practice builds upon itself. So if I miss a day and then I miss two days, three days, then that muscle memory of meditation starts to fade and my brain starts to change. The gray matter starts to change. So 20 minutes, 30 minutes, 60 minutes, it doesn't matter how long it is. There is a point to it. The point is you're changing the neurochemistry of your brain, the way you feel, the way you react, the way you see the world. So if you're like me and you like the long, juicy 60 minutes and you can't do it, that's okay. Just keep practicing. Don't stop. Because once you stop, it's hard to get back into the groove. Just find a shorter practice. I'm just dropping in right here to invite you to the next eight-week session. I love sharing mindfulness with my listeners. If you're listening, you can grab a $50 discount code by sending me a direct message on Instagram. But really, this class is going to help you create space in your thinking and cultivate self-awareness. It'll stop the ruminating thoughts, slow down anxiety, depression, get you sleeping at night. But really, it's going to teach you how to respond to stress. Boom. That's what happens. So I'd love to help you with that. Check it out over at recoverlikeamother.com forward slash eight weeks. And now let's get back into today's episode. Okay, next up is I can't have any distraction. I can't have any noise. I can only meditate in absolute stillness, quiet, nothing. Okay, wake up. This is a time of distraction. <laughs> we all have dogs and kids and backyards and birds. There's always going to be noise. There's always going to be something. But the practice of meditation is simply about practicing. It's about being in the present moment, allowing the noise to come in and to let it go. Simple. So that, that can't be an excuse anymore. Okay. I like this one a lot. This is my meditation can only happen in the morning. Nope. So remember, I just said I used to have an hour and a half long practice in the morning. If I couldn't do it, I would get really upset. Well, life changes. And the more flexibility I have, the greater ease I'm going to have in my life. So if I get really rigid with, I can only do my morning practice, I can only do meditation in the morning, my life is very strict and rigid. And I can't come from a very full or loving place when I'm living in that strict, rigid place. So if I can't practice in the morning, you know, maybe I'll practice around 10 or maybe I'll change my practice to do a morning walk meditation and it becomes a walking meditation. Again, I get to choose the type of meditation that I'm going to do and it doesn't always have to happen in the morning. Maybe I change it up and it's a nighttime practice. That is really juicy as well before bed and then right into sleep. Yum. 
So having that open mind to perhaps mix up your practice times is really great. So that is not an excuse any longer. Okay, this one is, I have to learn a special way to practice. Okay, yes, sure, you can learn a special way. And I am all for um, engaging with a teacher. I have had so many teachers over the years. And I love my teacher that I have now. I just love her. And I pay her money to te- and she teaches me and I expand my mind and I open up. Yes, I love learning new practices and I'm air quoting, are they special? I don't know if they're special. They're just practices that are different than what I know right now. And each practice allows me to connect with that inner resource, that divine place that I'm trying to get to when I go into meditation. I'm trying to get to that deep stillness. So special, you can call it special. You can call it whatever it is. You can practice however you'd like. It's great to have a teacher, but don't let that be an obstacle. You learn what you can as you go. Here's the thought, and this can be a excuse. I have to understand meditation lane. No, my friend, you do not. You do not have to understand meditation. You don't have to understand the way the brain works. You don't have to understand the deep insights. You don't have to understand how it relaxes you. You don't. I mean, you can do the research and read up on it, but really just go through the practice and you don't have to talk about it. You can keep it within and that's okay. Those deep insights. I always share with my clients to write out those deep insights. I always share with my clients to uh, have a journal nearby to explore the words that come out of the experience, which is totally different sometimes than the actual experience, but you don't have to understand it. You don't have to talk about it. You can keep it all within. Okay. I like this one a lot. I like this excuse a lot because I resonate with it. I don't want to use a mantra. My friend, you're speaking my language. Before I knew anything about mantras, I didn't want a mantra either. And then I learned about mantras, right? I learned a special way. I learned more about the practice. And now I love mantra meditations. I love having a mantra. I love choosing a mantra. I love what it does to my brain. It sinks in. It makes that the PFC really focused. I'm able to connect more deeply. So mantra cannot be an excuse. You don't have to use a mantra. You can have a different type of practice bypass it until you're ready to use a mantra. This excuse is really good. All these excuses are really good and I'm just busting through them. This excuse is I can't do it by myself. Lane, I really like it when I meditate with others and I love that experience. I hear this all the time. This is why I come to class with you, Lane, because I wanna be with other people. And then the pandemic hit and we had to stop that. And now I do online stuff, right? But the idea here is I can't do it by myself. Yes, you can. The experience will be different, but perhaps you could go more deeply. Perhaps it's more enlightening. Perhaps the practice becomes about practicing letting go of the old ideas that are ruminating in your head about being with others. You see where I'm going with this? Excuses put separation between you and the practice. And when there is 
that huge valley between you and the practice, it doesn't happen. And when it doesn't happen, life starts to go sideways and you start feeling not so great. So just practice, even if it's by yourself. This excuse, um, hmm, what do I want to say about this excuse? Elaine, there has to be a Dharma talk with the meditation. Then you might be thinking, what is a Dharma talk? So there doesn't have to be a Dharma talk. Dharma talk is a short or long lengthy, depends on the teacher, talk about uh, concepts of Buddhism or a book or a Dharma talk could be any kind of insights that the teacher is sharing about their, their experience that they're going to share with you in the meditation. You don't need a Dharma talk. It's important if you really like your teacher, like I love one of my teachers when she gives her Dharma talks, I'm like, yes, tell me more. I want to hear you right? I'll sign up for anything that she does because I love her Dharma talks, but it doesn't have to be there. I would still sign up for her because I love her meditations, but there doesn't have to be a Dharma talk. Excuse number, I don't even know. I'm at excuse number 20 by this point. Why does it work? I have to know why it works before I do it. I think this goes with one of the other excuses that I already talked about. You don't need to know. Just do it. You don't have to understand it. You don't need to know why it works. Just experience it. That's a distraction. That's the excuse that keeps you away from the practice. Meditation is this gift that we keep giving ourselves when we practice. There's no doing it right. That's a big, huge excuse. I have to do it right. I can't judge it. No, let the meditation happen. Let the transformation fall over you. Meditation is this gift that we give to ourselves to create these really full lives. So if you're new to meditation or if you're old, if you've been meditating for a long time, but perhaps you have ideas and you're stuck in one type of meditation, perhaps open up that vision, perhaps try something new, perhaps dig a little deeper in your meditation. Look for different insights, create different inquiry. Meditation evolves as you evolve. That's the beauty of it. And these excuses are just that, excuses. The brain is wired to stay in this fast pace, um, addictive momentum. It's looking for that quick fix. And when we meditate, we drop down. We take care of that amygdala. We drop into the parasympathetic nervous system. Our body starts to restore and we feel good. But as somebody who is in recovery, addicted to the to-do list, addicted to anxiety, even though you don't think you are or you know you are, it's, it's there. You're addicted to your thoughts. You're addicted to the way things look. You're addicted to a pack of cigarettes. You're addicted to whatever it may be. We, as these beautiful humans, these women in recovery, we find other things to become addicted to. And we do that because our brain is hardwired to look for that hit of dopamine to make us ah, feel good. But in reality, if we just created a practice, things would feel that way a lot more. So I want to encourage you to don't let these excuses get in the way. Practice, up your practice. 
Again, if you're practicing for five minutes, go for 10. If you're stuck in one retro, you know, one groove doing the same meditation over and over again, choose something else. Meditation is here for us to explore, to grow, to become, to evolve. So I hope this has been helpful. These excuses, let's put them to the side, put them in the trash can, say goodbye to them. They're no longer working. Meditate, just meditate. There is no special way, just find your way. My friend, that is enough for me. I've hit, I've gone over the 15 mark. You see, I'm passionate about this subject. I love sobriety and I love, I love recovery. And I love when women jump into a practice and the lights go on and they can become more enlightened about how they're living, how they can change their path. It's a really beautiful thing. I hope this episode has been somewhat informational, inspiring. I would love it if you share it with a friend who has these obstacles, who's not meditating because meditation is your superpower. It can be your superpower. It certainly is mine. Thank you for listening. Thank you for hanging out with me. There will be another episode next week and one after that. If you have subject matter or ideas that you want me to explore, please reach out over on Instagram at recoverlikeamother underscore podcast or check out recoverlikeamother.com. Send me an email. All right, good friend. May you find something light, something bright, and something so juicy that fills you up so you can be the best mother I know you can be. Until next time, take good care. Bye for now. Thanks for listening. I really appreciate you. If you got something out of the show, please share it with another mom. Please share it with somebody who maybe needs to meditate and is looking for recovery. And I also want to remind you that I have another eight-week session just around the corner. If you're interested in finding out more about that, having a private session with me, having guided meditations, having a one-day retreat, uh, you know, as a listener, you'll get $50 off. Just send me a direct message on Instagram and I'll send you that discount code. I'd love to have you in the next session. You can find out more over at recoverlikeamother.com forward slash eight weeks. Thanks again.